All right, chapter six. The Cowardly Lion. All this time, Dorothy and her companions had been walking through the thick woods. The road was still paved with yellow brick, but these were much covered by dried branches and dead leaves from the trees, and the walking was not at all good. Pity. There were few birds in this part of the forest, for birds love the open country where there's plenty of sunshine, but now and then there came a deep growl from some wild animal hidden among the trees. Production value is going up. These sounds made the little girl's heart beat fast, for she did not know what made them, but Toto knew, and he walked close to Dorothy's side and did not even bark in return. How long will it be? The child asked of the tin woodman. Before we are out of the forest. There's a Taylor Swift song about that. Uh, if someone wants to buy me the rights, go for it. I cannot tell, was the answer, for I have never been to the Emerald City, but my father went there once when I was a boy, and he said it was a long journey through a dangerous country, although nearer to the city where all is well, the country is beautiful. But I'm not afraid as so long as I have my oar can. And nothing can hurt the scarecrow. Well, you bear upon your forehead the mark of the good witch's kiss, and that will protect you from harm. But Toto, said the girl, anxiously, what will protect him? Yeah, the, the good witch wasn't really thinking, was she? We must protect him ourselves if he is in danger, replied the tin woodman. Just then, just as he spoke, there came from the forest a terrible roar and the next moment a great lion bounded onto the road with one blow of his paw he sent the scarecrow spinning over and over to the edge of the road i'm trying to imagine the physics there and then he struck at the tin woodman with his sharp claws he being the lion not the scarecrow i would assume but to the lion's surprise he could make no impression on the tin although the woodman fell over in the road and lay still. Little Toto, now had the enemy to face, ran barking toward the lion, and the great beast had opened his mouth to bite the dog. When Dorothy, fearing Toto would be killed and heedless of danger, rushed forward and slapped the lion upon his nose as hard as she could, while she cried out, Don't you dare bite, Toto! Uh, I'm not like a wildlife expert. But I have a hunch slapping isn't top on the list of safety recommendations. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, a big beast like you, to bite a poor little dog. I didn't bite him, said the lion, as, as he rubbed his nose with the paw where Dorothy had hit it. No, but you tried to, she retorted. You are nothing but a big coward. I know it, the lion hanging his head in shame. I've always known it, but how can I help it? I don't know, I'm sure. To think of your striking a stuffed man, like the poor scarecrow. Is he stuffed? Asked the lion, in surprise, as he watched her pick up the scarecrow and set him upon his feet while she patted him into shape again. Duh, replied Dorothy. I'm just kidding. Of course he's stuffed, replied Dorothy, who was still angry. That's why he went over so easily, remarked the lion. It's astonished me to see him whirl around so. Is the other one stuffed also? 
"'No,' said Dorothy. "'He's made of tin.' "'That's why he nearly bunted my claws. "'When they scratched it against the tin, "'it made a cold shiver run down my back. "'What is that little animal you're so tender of?' "'My dog Toto,' answered Dorothy. "'Is he made of tin or stuffed?' asked the lion. "'Neither. He's a... a... a meat dog.' <laughs> said the girl. That's on par with Laffy Taffy jokes. Oh, he's a curious animal and seems remarkably small now that I look at him. No one would think of biting such a little thing except a coward like me, continued the lion sadly. W what makes you a coward? asked Dorothy, looking at the great beast in wonder, for he was as big as a small horse. As big as a small horse. Interesting turn of phrase. It is a mystery, replied the lion. I suppose I was born that way. All the other animals in the forest naturally expect me to be brave, for a lion is everywhere thought to be the king of beasts. I learned that if I roared very loudly, every living thing was frightened and got out of my way. Whenever I met a man, I've been awfully scared. I just roared at him, and he has run away as fast as he could go. If elephants and tigers and bears had ever tried to fight me, I should have run myself. I'm such a coward. But just as soon as they hear me roar, they try to get away from me, and of course I let them go. But that isn't right. The king of beasts shouldn't be a coward, said the scarecrow. I know it, returned the lion, wiping a tear from his eye with the tip of his tail. It is my great sorrow, and it makes my life very unhappy. But whenever there is danger, my heart begins to beat very fast. Perhaps you have a heart disease, said the Tin Woodman. Uh, all right. Got, getting all medical doctor on us. It may be, said the lion. If you have, continued the Tin Woodman, you ought to be glad, for it proves you have a heart. Wow. That, what a thing to say out loud. For my part, I have no heart, so I cannot have a heart disease. Perhaps said the lion thoughtfully. If I had no heart, I should not be a coward. Do you have brains? asked the scarecrow. Again, not a, not a thing to ask people. I suppose so. I've never looked to see, replied the lion. He, he has never, he's never looked to see. That kind of leads me to conclude maybe no. But also, good job for not looking. Like, really, I think they all need some brains. I'm going to ask the great Oz to give me some, remarked the scarecrow, for my head is stuffed with straw. And I am going to ask him to give me a heart, said the woodman. And I am going to ask him to send Toto and me back to Kansas, added Dorothy. Do you think the Oz could give me some courage? Why does he have an accent? Do you think Oz could give me courage? asked the cowardly lion. Just as easily as he could give me brains, said the scarecrow. Like, you can do brain surgery, you can do heart surgery, you can't do courage surgery. Just as easily as he could give me brains, said the scarecrow. Oh, give me a heart, said the tin woodman. Or send me back to Kansas, said Dorothy. Then, if you don't mind, I'll go with you, said the lion. For my life is simply unbearable without a bit of courage. I might have some anxiety tips for him. Um, one idea... I heard the Wonder Woman pose. 
you kind of make yourself look big. Uh, now I know what you're thinking. Why aren't you doing like a Superman pose? Well, as many people have pointed out, Superman wears his underwear outside of his clothes. It starts to get awkward for people watching. Where was I? Oh yeah, the Lizard of Oz. You will be very welcome, answered Dorothy, for you will help to keep away the other wild beasts. It seems to me they must be more cowardly than you are if they allow you to scare them so easily. They really are, said the lion, but that doesn't make me any braver, and as long as I know myself to be a coward, I shall be unhappy. Once more, the little company set off upon the journey, the lion walking with stately strides at Dorothy's side. Toto did not approve of the new comrade at first, for he could not forget how nearly he had been crushed between the lion's great jaws. But after a time, he became more at ease, and presently Toto and the cowardly lion had grown to be good friends. That's his name, Cowardly Lion. That's part of his problem, I think. Some positive thinking might do him good. During the rest of the day, there was no other adventure. All right, why is this chapter still going on? <clears throat> During the rest of the day, there was no other adventure to mar the peace of the journey. Once, indeed, the Tin Woodman stepped upon a little beetle that was crawling along the road and killed the poor little thing. This made the Tin Woodman very unhappy, for he was always careful not to hurt any living creature, and as he walked along he wept several tears of sorrow and regret. These tears ran slowly down his face and hung over the hinges of his jaw, where they rusted. When Dorothy presently asked him a question, the Tin Woodman could not open his mouth, for his jaws were tightly rusted together. He became greatly frightened at this and made many motions to Dorothy to relieve him, but she could not understand. The lion was also puzzled to know what was wrong, but the scarecrow seized the oil can from Dorothy's basket and oiled the woodman's jaws so that after a few moments he could talk as well as before. That's very descriptive. I like that he's seizing it. Some good, some good writing for a change. It seems like the scarecrow is thinking. This will serve me a lesson, he said, to look where I step, for if I should kill another bug or beetle, I should surely cry again, and crying rests my jaw so that I cannot speak. Therefore he walked very carefully with his eyes on the road, and when he saw a tiny ant toileting by, oh, toiling by, he wasn't, he wasn't toileting by, <clears throat> he would step over it so as to not to harm it. The tin woodman knew very well he had no heart, and therefore he took great care never to be cruel or unkind to anything. I think that's what we call having a heart. What's the, what's the difference? And then it's also, it's safe to assume the scarecrow who falls into holes apparently all the time is probably just crushing beetles willy-nilly. You people with hearts, he said. They have something to guide you, and you need never do wrong. So I must be very careful. When Oz gives me a heart, of course, I need mine so much. Wait, so when you have a heart, you can kill, kill, kill? I'm sure Dorothy's going to, like, correct him in a minute, though. Oh, no, it's the end of the chapter. <laughs>